nor do you want to at some point in the relationship when you're having an argument or a conflict throw it back in your partner's face well remember you thought so and so was going to be so good and yet when you finally came around to seeing it my way that was clearly the better way to do it you don't want to do that that would be a terrible no-no in a conflict Is it possible for two very ambitious, powerful individuals to form an all-star couple? Of course it is, and Dr. Karen Sherman shares tips how. Stay tuned. Have you signed up for our free newsletter yet? Of course you have. You listen to this podcast every week and you hear me constantly talking about how you just have to go to hitchmag.com and click the newsletter link. So, I have a new assignment for you. If you could please give us a review on either iTunes or Stitcher, it would be greatly appreciated. It helps us and that we show up higher in the rankings. So go ahead, it takes just a couple seconds, uh, either on iTunes or Stitcher, whichever is your preferred method of listening to this podcast, and thank you so much in advance. Hey everybody, welcome back. This is Steve Cooper, Editor-in-Chief of HitchedMag.com. I am joined once again by the original Dr. Karen Sherman. Hi, Karen. Hey, Steve. So Karen, uh, for those uh, not familiar, is a practicing psychologist in relationship and lifestyle issues for over three decades that's a lot of knowledge you're about to get right here. Uh, she is, also- and, I'm o- and I'm only 31, so that's really amazing. She's a prodigy, is what she's trying to get at. Yeah. <laughs> um, she is also the author of Mindfulness in the Art of Choice: Transform Your Life. As the co-author of Marriage Magic: Find It, Keep It, Make It Last, has a new radio show out called Take Five to Empower Your Relationship, which is out on Wednesdays on the Sex Talk Radio Network. And today. Uh, we are going to talk about or attempt to talk about um, power struggles that happen within a marriage um, when you are both, um, I guess, like alpha dogs. I don't know how, a better way to put it, but you're both strong personalities. Strong personalities. You're both like mm, go getters. Maybe people would call you a power couple. Mm-hmm. Um, and so you have a very good head on your shoulders, um, ambitious, um, but all that ambition, all that drive um, can lead to some conflict because neither of you want to back down or admit that you might actually be wrong on a particular issue. So we want I want to dig into this a little bit and we'll see where this goes. Um, so, you know, one of the things that uh, I t- – we talk about a lot is how uh, marriage is a team effort and you know teams work when when you have a quarterback it gets really tough when you have two quarterbacks Mm -hmm. um and they're both attempting to make the play calls now i throw that out there but can it work if you have two quarterbacks i think that it can um Because, you know, when you're using the analogy of football, and not that I know a lot about that, but in football and saying somebody's the quarterback, that person has a certain responsibility. Um, If you have a couple where both of them are strong personalities, um, it still can work. 
Um, I think that the couple has to acknowledge to each other that there are both strong personalities and know beforehand that at times they're going to get into conflicts um, and accept that uh, and embrace it because they do have strong personalities. Um, so as long as they're aware that that is going to be uh, their journey, so to speak, uh, that they're going to get into hassles with each other every now and then, um, I think it can work. There's no reason not. I mean, I know some couples that uh, are like that and they absolutely do work. It's just that periodically they get into some hassles that maybe other couples wouldn't. Yeah. I think um, kind of playing on this analogy a bit, uh, and you know, I, I use the example of the quarterback because the quarterback is a leadership position and mm-hmm. kind of takes the lead on things. But the more I think about it, the more I kind of think of um, the way teams are structured, and um, I hope this isn't getting too um, too in the woods on on this football f- analogy. But on a football team, you also have captains. So, mm-hmm. um, and a lot of times you will have a captain um, from the offensive side as well as a captain from the defensive side. They're both leaders of the team. Um, but just representing different pieces of that team. And I think ultimately the point that I'm trying to get at is they're both leaders and they may not agree on different things and they're looking at things from two different perspectives, mm-hmm. but the ultimate goal is still to win that championship, the, yes. is to be successful as a team. Yes, and I think that that's a great analogy. Um, and anticipating what you're going to ask me next, I think you've already answered your next question. Um, which is that one of the ways that they can, quote, both call the same shots mm-hmm. is by sort of deciding that there will be certain areas where um, one of the couple will, you know, focus more on and the other person will focus more in different areas. Um, you know, one of the best ways that you have a partnership in business is to join up with somebody who has a skill set that they are strong in, but different than yours. Mm-hmm. Um, you don't want two people who have strong skills in the same exact area. So if you bring a couple together that are both strong, but one is better, let's say, at uh, doing the finances and the other is better at doing some of the uh, handling of the children, then both be strong, but you know, focus in your areas of strength. That. That is a great point, and I think that takes a lot of self-awareness on the part of the couple to understand and know these are our each our individual strengths in order to bring that to the table. Mm-hmm. Yes, um, and hopefully you won't <laughs> argue about what who's stronger in what positions than the other. And maybe if it does come to that, where you know what we are both strong parents, or we're both good with the finances, maybe lean toward okay, who's more passionate about it. That's true. That's you know, true. Who enjoys it more? Like, I'm not saying that you're not good at it, but look, I actually enjoyed, you know, doing the books for the household. You know, maybe right. you enjoy doing the cooking or something, even though we're both great chefs, right? Right. You know, or the, it doesn't mean that it has to be exclusionary. That's true. So that if I'm doing the finances, it doesn't mean that you never get to look at the books or we never get to discuss it with each other. It just means that I'm going to do it you know, more often than you are, or I'm going to take the responsibility for it. And likewise, let's say with the 
the cooking and the shopping and everything. So it doesn't mean that I'll never go to the supermarket or that I'll never pitch in and help with the meals, but that's going to be mostly, you know, your area of concern. Yeah. It, you know, it's really funny that you say that because my wife and I have definitely carved out um, our responsi- responsibilities within the relationship. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I, <laughs> I have to remind her or she has to, she will remind me that um, just because like I'm the one that will go to the grocery store more often. Um, I'll tell her, you you know, if you're right there, you can pick up the thing that you want. Like you don't have to wait for me to like go shopping later on in the week. If, Mm -hmm. if you really want like whatever it is Mm -hmm. and, and vice versa, she'll do the same thing with me. And it's funny because we get into these ruts, we get into these roles of our relationship. And sometimes we forget like, Oh Yeah. Like, I right. know they're the ones that always takes care of this, but I'm a capable individual. Like, I can yes. totally do this myself. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, okay, so, you know, this kind of segues into the next question that I have for you, which is, you know, as an observer of the dynamics of your relationship, how can you tell um, the issues that your partner is really passionate about so that you can say, we're both good at something or we both have strong feelings about something, but I can tell this is where your passions lie and greater than where mine do? I think that that's going to show itself in the amount of behavior or talking or um, upset that a particular mate demonstrates. So if um, I'm constantly bothered because you know, I I really want to be handling the books and, you know, I'm obsess- obsessing over it and I feel like it's not being done in a way that really is um, uh, serving us as well as possible, you know, et cetera, et cetera. Then I'm expressing, you know, a more powerful uh, kind of passion towards it. Um, you know, now obviously... Well, I shouldn't say obviously, but it's more likely that the way a woman will demonstrate her passion about something or her desire for something might be different than the male. Uh, The male might just start doing it, be more uh, action oriented, um, and the woman might uh, want to talk about it more and say, you know, this is really something I wanted to do. This had a lot of meaning to me. I really thought I was going to be the one doing it, etc. So you're going to have to cue into that also, that you're going to have different styles of showing that something's important to you. But again, if you can step back a little bit and see that your partner really is somehow letting you know that this particular task um, or issue in the uh, marriage is something that they really want to, you know, grab a hold of and run with, then honor that um, and and let that person go with it. So really like, you know, kind of picking and choosing your battles a little bit. Yeah. 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 Um, okay. So let's, I want to talk about success on this because mm-hmm. we, we spend, actually, we spend a lot of time talking about um, conflict and navigating it and all that stuff, but there's that aftermath that happens mm-hmm. that I think sometimes we shortchange a little bit. So let's say that your spouse uh, does concede a point um, to you, and this might be some disagreement that you might have about how to approach a topic or whatever. How can you graciously accept um, their con- um, concession without 
taking up using that as a position of power well now we got to keep our emotions in check and not do this is going to sound silly a variation of nanny nanny foo foo in other words <laughs> i go haha see you knew i was right which is so easy to do you know if you're this couple that's struggling for power I think the most gracious and respectful thing to do would just be, you know, thank you. I know that this was, you know, we disagreed on this and I really appreciate that you now um, see things the way I do or, you know, that you've, you've come to understand the point I was making. That would be the most gracious and I think the thing that will move the relationship uh, along in a, a, harmon- a harmonious way. Mm-hmm. I mean, do you even have to make that kind of acknowledgement of, you know, I know this wasn't an easy thing to, I mean, can you just say thank you and move on? You can. Absolutely you can. But for the other person, it may, again, remembering that you've set this up as this is a power couple. So for the other person who has given in, it may feel like they really sacrificed and, you know, I really gave in on this one. So I think that And again, Steve, you know, a lot of times we don't have all the little details here, so I can't address the specifics of a particular couple. But if you know that your mate was really grappling with this and this was really something they were holding on to and they really didn't want to give into it and, you know, it was like, okay, fine. I think that you may decide that it would make sense to say, I I really get that this was something that... Um, was a hard decision for you. And so I want you to know that I really appreciate that, you know, you thought it through and um, you've now, you now agree with me. It means a lot to me. I really appreciate it. Mm -hmm. And I was just going to add one other thing. And we've talked about this in the past is not keeping score. Oh, absolutely. In your marriage. So uh, because that can really start hanging over the relationship. Oh, a hundred percent. Yeah. A hundred percent. Nor do you want to, at some point in the relationship, when you're having an argument or a conflict, throw it back in your partner's face. Well, remember you thought so-and-so was going to be so good. And yet when you finally came around to seeing it my way, that was clearly the better way to do it. You don't want to do that. That would be a terrible no-no in a conflict. I yeah, I was gonna say I don't think there there's a single good example of dr- drudging up something from the past. Correct. To make a point in the future. Um, Correct. That, in, in in a negative light like that, yeah. Right. Um, okay. D- do you have any other tips for these power couples to help navigate their compromise? I do. Um, sometimes, what is behind? Um, a strong feeling of wanting to do it a certain way is something that is from somebody's own emotionality, something from their past. Um, you know, I and this is not going to be a totally um, on-target analogy, but I think that it will serve us as an example. When my younger daughter got married, Uh, there's a custom in the Jewish religion that when your last child gets married, there's a ceremonial dance that takes place in order to uh, congratulate the parents. And um, we are not that religious by any means. And so my daughter confronted me and said, 
why do you want this? And she was showing me all the uh, religious explanations of what it meant. And, you know, since we really are not that religious, she kept saying to me, mom, why do you want this? And I finally said to her, I can't explain it to you. It has nothing to do with logic. It's just a feeling I have. It's something I really want. Mm -hmm. And when I put it to her that way, she said, okay, you know, if that's, it's meaningful to you in that way, then fine, we'll do it. As it happened, uh, at the end of it, she said to me, you know, I'm really glad that we did do this. It really was very lovely. So going back to the point, there are times where people are very passionate about wanting to have something go a certain way because of something from their past. And what you might want to do as a couple is when you see your partner feeling very strongly, but for you, it makes absolutely no sense. Rather than get into, you know, but yes, no, yes, no. Before you go there, you can say, I can see that this is something that really has a lot of meaning for you. Do you have any sense of why? Because, you know, from my perspective, it, it just doesn't equate or it doesn't make any sense. And I want to respect you. I want mm -hmm. to understand you better. Do you have any understanding of why this is, has such meaning for you? And one of two things will happen. I mean, maybe maybe the person won't realize it, but it's possible that the person will reflect. And now it's a moment to get closer to one another because now you're sharing something. And the person will say, gee, you know, as I realize this, it really has no meaning for our particular situation. Or you know, the person will do, the mate will do what my daughter did and say, okay, I get it. This is something that just has some very deep emotion for you. I'm cool. It's good. Let's go ahead with it. Um, but what I'm saying is when you see somebody really, really holding on to something, you might want to stop and just explore the possibility that there's some emotional meaning behind their decision. Um, I actually think part a big piece of what you were talking about that I think is important to kind of drive home is you don't even have to understand it, mm -hmm. you know, because I, I've, I've, I can't think of an, a, a very specific example, but I've been in that situation where I had very strong feelings about something, didn't know why, couldn't explain it, but I knew it mattered. And the, mm -hmm. to your point, my wife could see that it mattered to me too. Mm -hmm. And rather than just fighting me on it, um, was just like, all right, you know, like this clearly means something to you. You go, you know, you do what you need to do. Um, and I, th because I think a lot of times we want answers to everything. And mm -hmm. sometimes you can just play it, you know, do that gut thing where you kind of listen to your gut and say like, you know what, like, they don't really get like this on a, on a lot of things. So if this mm -hmm. is the reaction that they're having to this, maybe mm -hmm. there's something there. And even if they don't understand it, um, you know, that's clearly important to them. And to follow up to your other point about that reflection of it will make you look and see like, well, why do I think this way? Like, right. where, where are these feelings coming from? And because I, I have been in that opposite situation too where uh, my wife Jess has asked me questions about something where like why do you why do you do that and it's one of those things where I've just always done it never thought about it mm -hmm. and all of a sudden I'm like oh let me put some thought into this no real reason to be totally honest with you like I have no idea why I do this 
And if it's bothering you, like I have no problem changing it because I have no attachment to it whatsoever. It's just habit. Not there's nothing um, deeply rooted about it. Right, right. You know, years ago, I remember telling a couple, if something is really, really, really important to your mate and not important to you, let your mate have what they want and then vice versa. And then if it's really, really important to both of you, then you have to come up with a compromise. Um, But as you know, as you're saying, sometimes you know what it is and sometimes you don't. And but the point is that if you at least consider the emotional component, then you um, can look at it and either decide, okay, um, you know, this doesn't really matter emotionally or yeah, I just got to really hold on to this. And this is really important to me. Mm -hmm. So all you power couples out there who have a difficult time navigating, see what's important to you. See those points that you want to, um, you know, that, that that look at your strengths and see where you can compromise. And I think you guys will be better off for it. Um, did you have any final points that you wanted to add or should we wrap this one up? No, I, I think, you know, it was really important to me to get in the piece about the emotionality. Yeah. Uh, okay. But, you know, as long as we've covered that, I'm good. Okay. Well, you heard it. She's good. I hope you're good too. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so thank you so much Karen I love doing these podcasts with you um, I know our readers love it as well so thank you so much for your time this week thank you I want to remind everyone you have been listening to Dr. Karen Sherman who is a practicing psychologist in relationship and lifestyle issues for over 30 years she is the author of Mindfulness and the Art of Choice Transform Your Life she is the co-author of Marriage Magic Find It, Keep It, and Make It Last she has a new radio show out every Wednesday called Take 5 to Empower Your Relationship on the Sex Talk Radio Network. And in that radio show, she spends five minutes, just five minutes, and she will present a real relationship issue, tell you what's behind that issue, and resolve it. So check it out. A new situation will be presented every Wednesday. And then lastly, uh, if you go to her website, drkarensherman.com, she has a program out called Pillars for Partnership. It is a set of audio and video tools that were produced by Karen uh, to help you out. So check that out as well. Uh, Of course, you can get all this information or at least links to this information at our website, hitchedmag.com. You can find Karen's archived articles, archived podcasts, as well as tons of information about other things from other experts in various fields. Um, We have a fantastic newsletter, if you're not signed up for that already, uh, where we will deliver that information to your inbox, including every single episode of the podcast that we put out. That is included in our weekly update as well, so that's another way that you can stay up on the podcast when they come out. Um, And of course, you can follow us on the social platforms, Facebook, Twitter, Pinterest, Instagram, uh, Google+, uh, Periscope. So uh, hopefully you're following us and connecting and we lo- because we love hearing from you and engaging with you. So uh, that will do it for us this week. One last time. Thank you so much, Karen. Thank you, Steve. Always a pleasure. Uh, likewise. And until next time, thank you so much for tuning in. Thank you for sharing the podcast. And until next time, take care, everybody. Tonight, the world is ours tonight.